It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, Matt Hausman. Welcome again, your host for the Smart Money Questions Podcast and smartmoneyquestions.com. And make sure to check out our website. In addition to where we have the podcast available to you, we also have videos and information out there. We have articles I've written, other white papers that we think are very valuable, where the goal of all of this is to make sure that we are helping you and giving you the knowledge to know the right questions to ask. You know, there was a mentor that many of you have heard me say this, told me this decades ago, was we get where we are in life based on the questions that we ask. The key is to know the right questions. And so hopefully that's what we're able to do here. And what we're going to address today is really interesting. We have some clients that are in both sides of this situation, but I had a phone call that uh, someone was referred to me and we got on the phone call and you know she was asking the question. She said, I'm considering a second marriage and we and I don't even know the direction we should be going, the questions we should be asking to make sure that you know both parties, we both have kids from a previous marriage, we have real estate. What's the best way to handle this? And then just last night, I was meeting with a gentleman who is already on the side of a second marriage, him and his new wife. They are in the same situation. They have kids from a previous marriage. They have real estate. They have assets. And I was going over with him, well, you know, now that you're married, you probably want to be addressing this, this, and this. And it got me thinking, this is a great subject for a podcast because when I did a little bit of research, the one thing I thought was really interesting is over the course of the last 10 years is that the people that are over the age of 50 that are living together outside of marriage has more than doubled. We went from 1.2 million to 2.75 million people now compared to just 10 years ago that are living outside the marriage. But we also have a huge amount of people that are having a second, maybe even a third marriage. And they're coming into like a blended situation where you really want to be looking at and asking the right questions to make sure that what you're wanting to have happen is what's going to happen. And a lot of this has going to deal with some legalities. We have to look at assets. There's so many different questions. Quite frankly, I always refer to it as the rubber meets the road conversation that has to happen and these questions have to be answered. So before we get into this, let's go ahead and give the disclaimer, I don't know you. Well, you know, I might know you, but there's probably a good chance that I don't know you. So therefore, please, please, please do not take what I discuss on this show as direct advice for you. Treat it more as information and education that then you should discuss with your advisor, attorney, CPA, or whoever you normally seek out counsel, if you do seek out counsel. Now, if you would like for me or us to be your advisor, we can certainly have that conversation. But I caution you that normally we only take on about 50% of those that do seek us out. And it's not because we are overly selective. We just feel very strongly that there's a right reason to hire an advisor, but there's also a wrong reason to hire an advisor. So if you'd like to seek us out and have that conversation, there are multiple ways that you can do that. Probably the easiest is to call my office at 610 
619-3003. That's 610-719-3003. Or you can simply go to speakwithmatt.com. And either way you go, you can schedule a time for us to meet or to simply speak. And if you're not in the metro Philly area or northern Delaware, not to worry. We actually have clients in 10 states and we're very comfortable with working with clients virtually if that's something you are interested in. Okay, now that we're past that, so I'm going to paraphrase, but this is essentially the question that I got last week. I'm divorced and now considering getting remarried. We both have kids from previous marriages. We both have a home and other assets. What questions do we need to ask and answer before we get married? So I'm going to go over some of the things that I talked with her about. And on the backside of this conversation, I'm also going to talk about the things now with the gentleman that I met with last night. He's already married. These are things that you really need to be considering. Okay, it's really important to make sure, you know, because the idea of, you know, whether you believe that you should, let's just get shacked up or let's get married. You know, I actually have one client that um, they got married in the church, did not get married legally. And so whatever your belief is, one of the things that we want to make sure that in a situation where you are coming together and you have kids from a previous marriage, you have assets, real estate, what have you, is that you're going down this path and at least you have an understanding. You might not like the answer to this, but at least you have an understanding on the questions you should be asking. So the first thing that I said to her is before you get married, one of the things you want to think about are where are your assets and how much are those assets? And so I I said to her, so, you know, how much money do you have in your IRA, 401k, 403bs? How much money do you have in maybe a traditional brokerage or savings account? What about life insurance? Do you have a Roth? You said you have a home. Are there other real estate holdings? What about a car? Understanding how you're going to want those assets to then be distributed. And what I mean by that is now that you're going to, if you're considering getting married, and let's say you do get married, or even if you don't, do you want to then have some of those assets to go to that person when you pass? And understanding how that money or how those assets are going to be taxed initially upon distribution is extremely important. And I'm going to talk later about some estate issues that you also want to be aware of. The other thing would be, you said that we both have homes. If we both have homes, what's the intention? Where are we going to be living? Whether we get married or not, is are we selling both homes and you know, getting a quote new start and moving into another home? Or is one person selling theirs and then that person is moving in with the other? So we want to have that understanding. When it comes to our assets, we also have expenses. What's the idea of when we get married or whether we get married or not again is expenses. We have couples that have been married for decades and they have always kept things separate. Is that what's going to happen here? Because it's a second marriage. We, you keep your assets over here. I'll keep mine over here. You do your planning. I'll do my planning expenses-wise. I'll take care of this. You take care of that. Now, and this is really an important one as well, is do we want some of our assets to go to our kids, maybe even our grandkids? And this is where we can really get into some estate issues along with the real estate. So I'm going to address that in a minute. But those initial questions are so important with regards to the financial health of either staying together, whether we're married or not, is extremely important and have an understanding on what that is. The other thing I would just throw out there, 
Because for those of you that don't know, this was Maggie and I's situation uh, quite a long time ago, and we came in and we had a child from a previous marriage, but much younger. You're dealing with different issues when the kids are under the age of 18. Then, of course, we had our youngest together. So we have his, hers, and ours. Our estate plan has been changing over the course of the last three or four years as the older kids are over the age of 18, and we still have ours that is under 18. So are your kids under 18? If they're not and they're grown, are they married? Do you also have grandkids? What's your wishes for them? You know, do you want to create or provide some type of a legacy with some of the assets that you have? And this is where it becomes very important. You're going to hear me refer to this multiple times is, especially when we get into the estate planning, is you're going to need to contact an attorney. This is so important. And again, you're going to want to talk to an estate attorney. And you might even have to, depending on the situation or the direction that you want to go, that person also might need to consult with a family law attorney. Okay. So answering those questions initially on the assets is extremely important. The other thing I would tell you, now I'm going to talk about what in the event that we're not going to get married and what would be some of the reasons why? Well, if I'm coming out of a divorce situation as the woman who I was speaking to last week was, are you getting alimony? Are you possibly getting a pension check that was part of the divorce settlement? Are you getting Social Security survivorship benefits? And could you lose those benefits in the event that you get married? It's real important to understand that. So, for instance, if alimony and or a percentage of your ex's pension is a significant amount of your income, that's something that you really need to consider and make sure you understand, am I going to lose it if I do get married? right? And Social Security survivorship benefit is something to look at as well. If you're in that situation, maybe you're older now, and how much is that? And if I lose that, what's my Social Security going to go down to? Because now the survivorship benefit is gone. The other thing would be taxes. So we talked earlier about the taxation of our assets when it comes out. The other thing is what happens if I get married and the spouse that I'm marrying is making really good money compared to what I'm making. And now my income, if we're married, is going to be taxed at a higher percentage than what I've been used to. That's a real important question to have an understanding and answer, because especially if I'm going to keep assets split and split expenses, because now I'm, I'm making the same amount of money, but because I'm now filing a married filing jointly tax return, I am getting lumped into a higher tax bracket because of my spouse's additional income. Very important to understand. The other thing would be healthcare. Do I currently have it? Let's say where I'm working, what type of a plan is it? If I get married, what happens now? Maybe the spouse I'm going to marry, they don't have health care. Or maybe they're on a, the Affordable Care Act. And now they're going to, are they going to be eligible for, let's say, picking up on my plan? And what's that cost going to be? If they're under the Affordable Care Act because they have lower income, and now you're going to be combining incomes, more than likely, I, in fact, I would put dollars to donuts to say that the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act tax subsidy is gone because the income is going to be too high. So if that one person was paying a very low health insurance premium cost because they were getting a tax subsidy based on their lower income, and now 
were combining the two, that's going to be gone. Now they're going to pay full boat. So if they're going to be able to piggyback onto your plan because now you're married, what's that cost? Real important to understand that. The other one is extremely important. And that is in the event I am looking to get married is what is the debt situation that I'm walking into? And we have to have an understanding is am I, now that I'm married, going to be assuming responsibility for that debt? And that is really where, you know, that can be a state-by-state case basis. That was where you would definitely want to get involved with an attorney to have an understanding on what that looks like. Now, the other thing is, let's talk about the idea of some estate planning. And that is, you know, whether we're just going to shack up or we're going to get married is going to have two different distinct differences when it comes to taking care. You know, the idea is now we're going to be with this person for, you know, until we meet the maker, whether we're going to get married or not, you know, we're going to answer these other questions to figure out what direction we want to go. We also want to, you know, the idea is we want to take care of whoever the surviving spouse is, regardless of which direction we look to go. And so one of the things that you really want to pay attention to is the state that you live in, And let's go down the road first as if we are not going to get married. We're just going to cohabitate. Our plan is that we're going to be here and together forever, but we're we're just not going to go down the marriage route. We're going to keep everything separate. And let's use the example. We had two homes. One person sold one, went into the other one, but we never changed the deed. And let's suppose that the surviving partner is not the one that was on the deed is how are we going to take care of that surviving person? Because one of the things we want to realize, if we're not married or we're not on the deed, for instance, many states, I think there's 13 or 14 states that have a state inheritance or estate tax that is much, much lower than the federal estate tax exemption. And so you really want to be aware of this. So I'm going to use Pennsylvania, for instance, If this is a situation where the surviving person is not on deed, but in the person who passed away in their will, they willed the real estate to that person thinking, hey, I'm taking care of that person. They're going to have a place to stay. Because they're not married in the state of Pennsylvania, they're going to pay a 15% inheritance tax on the value of that property just to stay there. That can really blow up finances right there. And this is where understanding your state-specific inheritance and estate tax issues is extremely important. On the flip side, if they had been married, is that in the state of Pennsylvania and many other states that have these type of inheritance and estate tax issues, is there is free flow of assets and gifting with being exempt of any of those taxes where the surviving spouse, in this case, if they're married, there would be no tax. They would just flow over. And so it's real important when it comes to that in understanding it. The other thing is, let's look up, we're going to go all the way back to we were talking about where our assets are. Let's specifically talk about IRA or 401k or 403b type of assets, qualified retirement account assets. In the event that we are not married, and even if I am the beneficiary listed on there, 
in the state of Pennsylvania, I'm still going to be responsible for that 15% inheritance tax. And now I cannot take in the IRA under current law. I can't take that in as a spousal inherited IRA. Now I have to take it in as a non-spousal inherited IRA. And whether I need to take distributions out of that or not is now I'm going to be forced to because of the non-spousal inherited IRA rules. So if I was married, again, we do away with the PA inheritance tax and I can delay taking any minimum distributions until now I get to the age of 70 and a half. So it's real important to understand that equation because if we're not going to get married, there is potentially a lot of expenses for the surviving partner, okay? Especially in these states, as I said, there's 13 or 14 of them that have a specific type of inheritance or estate tax due. So the other thing we want to look at is, let's say that we want to actually give some of our assets or potentially all of our assets whenever we pass away. And let's say that we're not married and there's some other arrangement for the surviving partner. And those assets are going to go to our kids and or grandkids. Maybe you've set up trust, what have you. And that can happen there. In the event now we get married and that's our intention, And we're wanting to go ahead and have those assets go to our kids or grandkids or trust, whatever we have set up. Now, again, we have to look at state-specific rules. So, for instance, in the state of New York, the spouse has to get a minimum of 33%. Florida is 30% regardless of what your will says. So here we have it where state law is overriding or superseding what our intentions were because we got married. If we would have stayed independent of each other, single, then you know we can actually have that direction of our assets go. But in the event we get married, that drastically changes. This again is why, you know, as I was explaining to her, you want to go down this road of asking and answering all of these questions. Make sure that both of you I always joke when I meet with people that I do marriage counseling and I charge six ninety five an hour. And let me tell you, going down this road and asking these questions and answer, it's way worth way more than six ninety five an hour. And it's so important. You know, unfortunately, we have seen situations where, for instance, the the surviving partner was not in a situation to retain the home that they had been living in. And this is where it's so important to make sure that you're going down and and asking these questions. Because, you know, the reality is if we look statistically, and this has been around for quite a while, that 50% of marriages end up in divorce. That means that later on in life, these situations are coming about. You know, we have 50% of the people that did get married, get divorced. And now they're, you know, they're coming back and they're looking to form some type of a partnership and or marriage with someone else. You know, we might have been married the first time, 20, 25 years, 15 years, what have you. And there's a lot built up there. Kids now, grandkids, grown, possibly under 18, depending on when we had the kids, we've got our own assets. And answering these questions, as I was saying to her, is so important before, you know, especially if you're just going to, you know, roll to Vegas and walk into the old chapel. It's extremely important to make sure that we are answering these questions. So let's just go over this again. One of the things we want to be looking at and asking, where are our assets? And what I mean by that is tax classification. This is our financial assets. 
Then we look at our real estate and our other assets. What's the intention if we both have homes or even if only one has a home? Is how are we going to take care of the surviving partner and or spouse? Looking at other assets and are we going to keep them separate? What are we going to do with expenses? Do we want assets to go to our kids and or our grandkids? Okay. If we are currently receiving income from our previous divorce, whether it's alimony, a pension, Social Security survivorship benefits, if I get married, am I going to lose those benefits? And how significant amount of that income is compared to my entire income? We look at taxes. If I am making less money now than the person I am looking to marry, for instance, is what's that going to do to my income? How does that look if we're also going to have different expenses that we're responsible for. What's going to be my my tax hit? We have to look at health care. We have to look at what I described earlier. Who currently has the health care? What does it look like? What's the cost? If we do get married, what does that look like? Right? Because in some cases, even if you have health insurance through your company, it can be pretty expensive. Right? Another big one, we have to understand debt, especially if we're going to get married, is and the other person has a significant amount of debt, what does that do? What is my obligation to that debt? Really important. And then, of course, again, the idea when we're asking these questions is that this person, whether it's just going to be a lifelong partner and or a marriage, is taking care of the significant other and or spouse, especially when it comes to the the home situation, the real estate situation, and the other assets, and All of the other answers that we have from the questions that we just talked about is coordinating with the attorney in the state where we are living or where we're intending to live if you're looking to move and making sure that we understand what those rules and laws are and plan accordingly. And the last thing I would see, again, there's so much to consider, but once you go through this process, don't stop. The idea then is to create your plan and follow through with the plan, execute the plan, Make sure that all of these things are in order. And then, this is not something that you do once and it's done, because we know that laws are always changing, rules, taxes are changing, is that then we want to make sure that we are up to, you know, life happens too, different changes within our life. Maybe our intentions change over the course of time, and then we are going back, looking at this stuff, and making the changes that are necessary to make sure, again, what we want to have happen is actually going to happen. So that's all I've got for today. Listen, if you have a question or a scenario similar to this or something else that you would like for me to address, all you have to do is go to info at smartmoneyquestions.com, send us an email. Or if you simply have a question that you would like me to personally talk to you about, all you have to do is go to smartmoneyquestions.com. There's a tab there. My calendar is available online. You can simply go there. You can choose a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. Be more than happy to jump on a call with you. So make sure to take advantage of that. So that's all we've got for today, everyone. I hope this has been helpful. Make sure that you forward this out to people that you think can benefit from this. This is such a topic I believe actually probably needs to have a little more time spent on it. So make sure to get this out there. And again, thank you all for listening. Hopefully it's been helpful and valuable and we will talk to you soon. Have a great one.